0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Apparently, back in the day, people used to ride horses off big, tall platforms into bodies of water. And this would be an attraction, like watching trapeze artists or monster trucks or whatever today. It's called horse diving, and it's what a young Cherokee girl named Two Feathers does for a living in today's book, When Two Feathers Fell from the Sky, by author Margaret Verbal. In this interview with NPR's Ari Shapiro, Verbal talks about correcting the historical record when it comes to American Indians, her mixed feelings about nostalgia, and the charm of a now-defunct zoo.
1: It was just a magical place. That park zoo was a little gem in a world that, you know, was extremely imperfect.
0: And she explains to Ari that, yeah, people used to dive horses there. Here's the interview. Just south of Nashville, there is a sign in a suburban neighborhood. It's a historical marker describing an amusement park and zoo that existed a century ago on that site. That park, in 1926, is the setting for the new novel, When Two Feathers Fell from the Sky. It's by Margaret Verbal, whose earlier work made her a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. Welcome to All Things Considered.
1: Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: I was most of the way through reading this book when my producer alerted me to the fact that Glendale Zoo was a real place. Tell us about your connection to this piece of almost forgotten history.
1: Well, I was raised in a neighborhood that was built on the grounds of that old park zoo. Hmm. And there were remnants of it uh, throughout that neighborhood.
0: Like what? Paint a picture for us.
1: Well, like, for instance, the trees that line the trolley track are still there. Hmm. In fact, I walked through them on my way to Glendale Elementary School. And there were were steps that had led up to the zoo, and the remnants of the bear cage were still there.
0: So you decided to set this book there. What made you choose this place in 1926? What was it about that place in that time?
1: I knew I was going to write a book set there. But I didn't know exactly when it was going to be, and so I searched the archives of the Nashville Tennessean to get background on that uh, park zoo. And it just so happened that in 1926, there were a, a couple of things that that occurred that made the paper there. And I thought, hmm, this would be a good time to set it. And I'd what, set what were those things? Well, one of those things was uh, the fact that I found evidence that there had actually been a hippopotamus there in 1926. And I had always thought that there was a hippopotamus or a rhinoceros there. Didn't know which because we had found bones Hmm. as children. Big bones. Big bones. So that's the kind of thing that I was looking for. And that's the kind of thing that led me to that particular era.
0: It's a time of such change, with electricity arriving, cars arriving, the Scopes Monkey trial figures into the book, which was taking place in Tennessee. It's, it's really, it feels like the cusp.
1: Yes, and it's of all the decades in the past, I think the 1920s are more similar to the times we're living in now.
0: What makes you say that?
1: Well, because it was a time of a lot of division and a lot of just really awful racism. And, and people just not being able to get along with each other. For instance, the Scopes trial, that that caused huge divisions. That, that this is
0: over evolution.
1: Over evolution, that's right. That broke up marriages. It mm. broke up friendships. Uh, people stopped speaking to each other over that, uh, particularly in Tennessee, but I think also in the entire country. So we're sort of living through those kinds of times now. So, so they... The 20s reverberate with me.
0: The title of this book, When Two Feathers Fell from the Sky, refers to your main character, a woman named Two Feathers. Tell us about her.
1: Well, she, in the book, is a Cherokee Indian who is on loan from the Miller's Brothers Wild West show uh, to the Glendale Park Zoo. And that Wild West show uh, really went on for decades. And they were having trouble in the 1920s making money. And so they loaned some of their performers out. So that really did happen. And there was a Two Feathers performer at Glendale. Now, I I don't know that that one was on loan from the Miller's Brothers ranch in Oklahoma. But I did find that name uh, repeated again and again in advertisements about how brave and daring uh, she was because she was a horse diver, which, you know, a lot of people don't even know what a horse diver I is. I had never today, heard of it. But, Tell us what it is. Well, for decades, people thought that it was really fun to go watch horses dive into water from platforms.
0: With a person on the horse's back.
1: With a person on the horse's back. And so this particular character is a horse diver. And she dives off a platform into water. That's her business. That's what she does two or three times a day. And there was a horse diver at Glendale.
0: In the author's note. You write about learning in the fourth grade that settlers proclaimed this land, theirs for the taking, and that the taking entailed killing a lot of Indians. And then you write, my mother, a fourth grade teacher with a Cherokee family, still very much alive in Oklahoma, had to teach that racist faux history year after year. And so I wonder whether this book is, among other things, an effort to correct the historical record.
1: Absolutely it is. At its deepest level, that's what this book is about. Uh, now, on top of that, there's all sorts of fun things, but it is at the very foundation of it is it is an attempt to correct that.
0: Did you ever talk to your mother about that, what that felt like for her?
1: I did not talk to my mother about that. Uh, you just didn't talk about that stuff then. Hmm. Uh, the uh, There was a lot of just very tight-lipped endurance uh, of her generation of Cherokees was to absolutely blend in and get along and do not ruffle anybody's feathers because her generation was really the first generation that the Cherokees had suffered annihilation by paper, which is unless you were born before 1907, even if you were a full-blood Cherokee, you were considered a white person. Because the whole idea was that after the older Indians died, there would be no more Cherokees. So my mother was raised in a world where the only option she had was to get along with white people. So she kept her mouth shut. And, you know, I think that cost her a lot. It cost everybody a lot when you just have to keep your mouth shut.
0: Despite the oppression and inequality and segregation that you vividly portray in the novel, this is such a rich, colorful world (laughs) that is about to disappear with the arrival of cars and movies and other modern technology. And so do you allow yourself to feel nostalgia for that time, even as you see its many shortcomings?
1: Well, I think we live in better times. I'm glad we don't live in a segregated world anymore, Um, although certainly in many respects we do. But I don't have nostalgia for the segregated South. I, I was raised in it, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's right. So, so I, I guess the answer to that is no. But for the whole idea of the Glendale Park Zoo, I'll have to say that I was raised and still feel, uh, feel like that it was just a magical place, and anybody that has ever written about it, it seems to feel the same way. So that park zoo was a little gem in a world that, you know, was extremely imperfect.
0: Margaret Verbal's new novel is a work of historical fiction called When Two Feathers Fell from the Sky. Thank you for talking with us about it.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.